This week on Prepping 2.0. Much like you can't have a peacetime mindset for food preps, you cannot have a peacetime mindset for fitness because everything will be different. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Thank you so much. Today, we're going to discuss fitness for what's coming. That's not perfect fitness, but practical fitness. We're realists, and we acknowledge very few people are in superb shape. We certainly are not. But there are simple things to do to be fit enough. This episode will definitely motivate you. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you did not. We talk about a great way to plan for a disaster is to be able to produce and grow your own food. I mean, my goodness, that's the Shangri-La. It's the brass ring. It is that. That's what you're all looking for. So easy way to do it to help you out along the way. Survival Garden Seeds. We recently did a show with the folks over there at Survival Garden Seeds. Very popular show. Got a lot of good feedback. Oh my gosh. And then they did a giveaway for us. They just had a great 4th of July sale. I encourage you to go check them out at our website, prepping2-0.com. You can click over then on Friends and Affiliates and find them there. They specialize in heirloom, non-GMO, open pollinated seeds that you can purchase now, honestly. And I encourage you to think about purchasing them now. Maybe even put some in the ground this summer. The summer's not over yet. But be ready next spring when that moment comes that you're ready to buy seeds and you go into the garden center and the racks are empty because everyone else has bought them out. So Based on a true story from 2020. From, well, and every year since then, truly. Yeah. Because everyone's doing the same thing. So Survival Garden Seeds, great, great, high-quality seeds. Far surpasses quality of store-bought seeds. The top 100 items that disappear first. This is based on a list from Bosnia Survivors. It is available on our website, which is prepping2-0.com, under the heading, appropriately enough. Top 100 list of things. This week, it's number 22, which is Vitamins. Kind of goes in sync with what we're talking about here. Vitamins are incredibly inexpensive. And by the way, we're not talking about like everybody's favorite specialty vitamins. We're talking about kind of Costco grade vitamins that are going to be helpful. This isn't a vitamin show. So if you go to Costco or Sam's Club or Walmart or probably not Target, knowing who our listeners are, and you get like the big jar of like 350 multivitamins, Vitamins do expire. Now, they don't turn poisonous. They just become less effective. So get a big bottle of those or 10 and vacuum seal them to keep the air out because you will need those vitamins because your food is not going to be as nutritious as it is now. There's going to be a lot of noodles and beans and rice and that sort of stuff. And also, you can give them out to people as a matter of charity and also, very not so subtly, a way to build up mutual assistance groups. Vitamins will be in very high demand. They're super cheap, super easy to store. There's no reason not to have a ton of vitamins. Well, and let's just be honest. You should be taking vitamins now. I hope you get that out of this show as we move on. You need to be used to taking those vitamins now. Absolutely. Okay, but let's go. That's right. There's no downside. Reason of the week to be a Patreon. I know what you're hearing in your ears, regular listeners. You're hearing me say the lightning round, but I'm not saying the lightning round. I'm switching it up just a little bit. One of the reasons to be a Patreon is that Patreons get the outtakes from the shows. And some of them are pretty doggone hilarious, like this one from the last episode with Scotty. Oh, I had a frog in my throat there for a minute. That's okay. I'm like, ah. Too much talking. (laughs) <laughs> he, he can't it's standard for you Glenn can't really no. I'm the, more the strong silent type <laughs> there's your outtake alright everybody let's get into it people will be shocked at how physically active they'll be when things fall apart you'll be chopping wood patrolling your area and probably walking or biking instead of driving we all know that most Americans are woefully out of shape many of them will have a rude awakening to put it mildly but not you. You're planning for this. You are a prepper, which is another word for planner. And so we're going to help you plan for fitness, fit enough for what's coming. This 
episode will definitely motivate you to get fit enough. Well, I wanted to start off this topic by reminding everybody, this is not Archive Dive, but reminding everybody that we previously addressed this in episode four, which aired in November of 2018. You'll remember when inflation was 1.5%. Gas prices were about a buck 75 a gallon. Remember 2018? That was a marvelous time. Anyway, episode four was Prepper Fit. We listened to the show and uh, we can tell you, thank you to Madge, our producer, who has greatly helped with the production quality. Now, our previous producer did a really good job. We didn't really give him much leeway because the show was so much smaller back in well and we didn't give him great material either we yeah, gave him, yeah. <laughs> the recordings were subpar yeah yeah i mean the content was good but there's a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter for the average listener about how we do the production of this show and we just weren't doing it because madge has taken us to a higher level so i encourage you to listen to episode four prepper fit because it's not the same as what we're talking about, but it sort of supplements, much like a vitamin, supplements what we're doing. Our first point is something we all know, but it is the foundation of this topic, and that is most Americans are very out of shape. Shelby, have you uh, noticed that a lot of Americans are pretty out of shape? Well, yeah, and it's nothing new. We've noticed this, gosh, for the last... 40 years, yeah, I would say. Well, here's your example. I mean, I think about when I was in grade school, like under fifth grade. I can think of students that were markedly obese, overweight, like had a hard time doing PE class, too. Yeah. Now I think about when I go by a playground and I see students that number is probably four or five times that yeah not only do we have a have a cushy you know inactive lifestyle even though we've tried everything to offset that it's showing up in our kids and that's a life sentence for them yeah and you look at the uh, shocking numbers from the defense department about recruiting you know we've all seen the news stories that and i'll make up these numbers they're probably pretty close to right that, you know, 50, 60, 70 percent of American young people are not fit enough to be in the military. Mm -hmm. and, and we're not talking special operations. We're talking regular military. And when the government has a hard time filling military slots because of the lack of fitness, that is really saying something. And you mentioned cushy lifestyle. I want to emphasize yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's the reason for this. It's that we have it so easy. Most of us don't do physical labor. Most of us don't do physical chores. Unless you live on a farm, you're not doing physical chores. And we have this cushy, cushy lifestyle that is low on activity. And also we have the availability of food and mostly really bad for you food. It is no surprise when you have Uber and DoorDash where you can pick up your cell phone type in an uh, extra large portion of fries, ding dong, at your door comes the extra large serving of fries. And while it's not inexpensive, it is certainly affordable enough. I mean, it's not like caviar. And so you have low activity, cushy lifestyle. You have just unimaginable access and abundance of food. If you would have told your grandparents about DoorDash or even worse yet, somebody from the 1800s, they would be stunned. And so we've kind of done it to ourselves. It's first world problem. I mean, it's because our economy is, well, it's struggling. It is compared to the rest of the world very robust. And that leads to a lot of obesity. Well, and then let's add into it. Xboxes, phones, yeah. games, all the things. The that, stuff we the quote screen, do. Right. It just hit me. The stuff we do is not physically active. Right. The stuff we do is put our faces in screens. And I'm just as guilty as the next person. But when you have kids that throw a fit because they can't play for two hours, three hours, you know, they come home from school and their face is in an iPad until bedtime. When you problem. and I were a kid, yeah. we'd come home from school and basically- Go ride bikes. We'd go ride bikes, climb trees, and we were supposed to come home when the streetlights came on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, all of this cushy lifestyle, to put it mildly, will end in a collapse or a disruption or whatever you want to call it. It will come to a screeching halt. Um, you just were mentioning iPads. Uh, presumably, that goes away. There may not be electricity. Uh, there may not be an internet. 
or there may not be uh, economic conditions that allow people to have free time anymore. So one way or another, and it kind of doesn't matter how, it matters that it is true, this cushy lifestyle will come to a collapse. So before we get started on that deep dive, um, I want to give a great shout out to our awesome sponsors. You can find them over at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on friends and affiliates and you will find Pro One water filters. Um, get every single uh, part of your water preps checked off by checking them out. KD Armor stands for Come and Take It Armor. Backwoods Home Magazine. New Mana Foods, bulk freeze-dried foods to make sure your deep preps are taken care of. Minutemen Coffee. Paul Burke Realtor specializes in relocating folks to, uh, excuse me, Idaho. Uh, you can find him at First Response Realty, powered by Fathom Realty. Well, we're going to pick up here and continue with our discussion of fitness. And the odds are that you, the listener, are not in spectacular shape. Um, neither are we, by the way. We're going to get into that, how age and health hiccups and other things have have knocked us off of where we were. And that's okay, but we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but here's the thing to be hopeful slash motivated about. You're probably better off than most. And that is very important. No one expects perfection. We certainly don't on this show. We don't expect it of ourselves. We don't expect it of others. You know, you don't have to be some amazing bodybuilder. By the way, I saw a uh, YouTube, uh, very popular uh, fitness guy, died at age 30. Don't know how, don't know why, but um, being that that super muscular, perfect shape thing isn't always good for your well, health. Well, there's, sadly, we'll just put, I'll just say this, and y'all know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people at age 30 that are dying suddenly these days, and it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Um, no one expects perfect. All you need to be is fit enough, and that's going to be the theme of this show. How do you get fit enough? Why do you need to be fit enough? What is fit enough? And all of that, because all we're trying to do is plan for a problem and solve it. The problem is people not being able to do the physical activity they're going to need to do. How do you plan to be able to do that physical activity? And that's what we're all about. Because again, you, the listener, are a planner. You, you by nature, plan things out. You figure things out. You see problems down the road and you say, huh, what am I going to do? What reasonable steps am I going to take to address this and turn this from a problem into uh, something that's been solved? So what does fit enough look like and how do you achieve it. We alluded to this, but we're going to add some detail to it. There will be increased physical activity that everyone will have to undertake in a collapse. Shelby, what are some examples of increased physical activity in a disruption or a collapse? Uh, well, vehicles, not, you not you don't have a vehicle at your disposal to be able to go you know, for us to go to our local town is six miles. And maybe gas, by the gas. way, it doesn't have to be an EMP. Gas right. could be $75 a gallon right. or gas stations could be controlled by gangs and you don't want any of that nonsense. Again, it doesn't matter why. We'll just stick with the disruptions. Right. So there's also just moving and lifting, like just working around on our property. And it was this way when you lived in Western Washington, when moving, if I spend a Saturday doing work on our property, I am lifting, I am moving, I am hefting, I'm going up and down stairs. I am using a lot of muscle groups. When I'm gardening, I'm bending, I'm stretching, I'm lifting, I'm hoisting, and I feel it at the end of the day. That tells me that I've done something with, I've made this aged carcass move a little bit. So all of that will be required during yeah. a collapse, not just, hey, I'm going to go garden on this Saturday after work. No, it's going to be required. It's going to be gardening to eat. Yes. And I think some other physical activity that people don't think about, uh, cutting firewood, mm -hmm. uh, that there could be disruptions of uh, energy systems. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of patrolling. Um, uh, your neighborhood, your cul-de-sac, your rural area, whatever it may be. Um, you're not going to be in constant firefights. And actually, it would be awesome if you never got in a firefight. But... You're, you're going to be patrolling, uh, at least walking. Uh, you might have some gear on you. There's that. You're going to be possibly, if it gets really bad, 
hauling water. People forget Holy that water buckets. weighs about eight pounds per gallon. And you go through several gallons a day and you got to get water from where it is to where you are. And seriously, hauling water. And I cover this in the 299 Days books because it was one of those eye-opening things where I could colorfully describe in a story a very real concrete fact. And that is hauling water is going to be a really big let's, deal. Well, let's just put it out there. Just get a bucket, fill it with water yeah. and walk across your driveway. Yeah. Yeah, see how that goes. Yeah, your arms are screaming, your shoulders are screaming, you're way off balance, you're throwing, because you have to hold that thing hanging up from your arms. This is why people in Africa put it on their head. (laughs) And this is why, honestly, why people in Africa are in shape, because they most, you know, in third world countries, they have to walk miles with that weight. Yeah. Just to keep from being thirsty. Yeah. That's insane. That's a collapse. Those are the those are the conditions that could happen, I'm just saying. Yeah. And so keep all of this in mind because the increased physical activity, it's a lot like, you know, this just hit me. It's a lot like when we talk about food preps, we make the point that you shouldn't use your peacetime um, mindset when it comes to picking out prep foods because peacetime mindset would be, you need fresh ingredients and obviously that would be great, but you need fresh ingredients and you know, don't have any sugar, don't have any salt because those are terrible. Well, when you have an inactive life, they are. You need to have an entirely different mindset for food in a collapse setting. Um, a, lot of, a lot of calories, uh, a lot of salt. These are just a couple examples. It's far more complicated than this, but you can listen to previous episodes and get all the information on that. So much like you can't have a peacetime mindset for food preps, you cannot have a peacetime mindset for fitness because everything will be different. So how do you achieve this starting now? Well, it's a lot of little things. And we're going to talk about a lot of the little things as we go through this. And as Glenn was saying earlier, you are a planner. So make a plan for this. Does this mean you need to go out and shovel out a lot of money for a gym membership? You need to go buy a whole rack of weights. You need to get some running shoes and sign up for half marathon. No. Find something that works in your lifestyle, that works in your schedule, that works in the commitments you have in your life, and start small and do things you haven't done before activity-wise. And we're going to give you a slew of ideas as we talk through this. So, Glenn, what are a couple of new activities with learning new skills? Oh, boy. It could be uh, land navigation. You're going out and walking around. It could be... um, firing up the uh, fireplace and and cutting wood and by the way learn how to do it 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 should only take a few minutes but there's some stuff to this safety stuff that you need to know Uh, could be fishing could be hunting and going to the range spending all day at the range and lifting a rifle up to your eye level and putting it back down several hundred times in a day is exercise it's it's great low impact exercise i mean people pay a lot of money to do low impact exercises when they could do it uh, with stuff they're learning. Gardening, I think would be a great thing. Uh, other things that you you may not have done activity wise, um, clearing brush, jeez, uh, I mean, the, the list is endless. Yeah. You can really loop in a lot of activities with skills that you wanna learn. And the, the other side of that coin is a lot of people are reluctant to learn new skills because it requires physical activity. It's like they think they won't be good at it. They think that's too much for them. Don't let that hold you back. Do new skills and activities at the same time. Couple them together. So here's a great story. Start small. Just do something is what I want you to hear us say. Like I said, you don't have to do the whole slew of some. Here's here's a good inspiring story for you. years and years ago, and I've talked about this before multiple times in the show. I used to be really heavy. This is back in 2010, and by 2012, I had lost 
the weight to the point where I'm pretty close to where I am now. And I was a runner. I, I was running the half marathons. I was running marathons. And I was, um, I would go on Saturdays and I would do a long run, which is about 10 miles. And a friend of mine would uh, join me on her bike and ride her bike with me because she had, she couldn't run like me. And, and it was Portland and you needed a got, security it, seriously, detail Seriously, she go. was like, I'm watching you because I know there's some creepy people out there that are checking you out. So it was a good little partnership. So we're out on one of these river walking uh, paths because there's freaking bike paths everywhere in Portland and it inspired us because every time we go out on Saturdays there is this guy out there who was extremely obese I'm going to say between three and four hundred pounds and he was out there with a friend and he was walking and sweating and huffing and puffing and I know that just after maybe a quarter mile of that walking his joints are are killing him and you know what both my friend and I were both like get up Good job. Keep going. You got this. I have the feeling now, a decade later, if he kept that up, which I, I hope and pray he did, I'm sure that dude looks awesome. Yeah, and it feels awesome. He's just walking. All he's doing is getting out and putting one foot in front of the other. So I'm so, I it, it gives me chills to think about him. And the point of this is small daily things. You can make small changes to your daily routine that are indeed Cumulative. We were talking about increasing activity. If you increase activity on a small scale every day or thereabouts, you'll see a lot of changes. Another way to uh, do small things that add up in the end is diet. Yes. And this is going to be a pretty big focus of this episode is diet. Um, we have learned from personal experience, not the internet, but from personal experience, carbs are the devil especially refined sugar. It is absolutely terrible for you. So let's go back a little bit Cause, and before we go into the break. We all remember back in the 80s, fat is bad for you. High yeah. fat, bad for you. Remember the food pyramid at the bottom right. of the pyramid? You were supposed to eat tons of pasta and grains. Yeah, yeah no. No, yeah. no, no. The dude who put out the study, the, the corporation that put out the study that fat is bad for you, like they're the, they were part of the sugar lobby. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Sugar is pure carbs. Carbs are bad for you. We're going to talk a lot about this um, in the second half of this. Carbs are the devil. Fat is actually pretty doggone good for you. Good Shocking. fats. Yeah. We're not talking about just, We're not you know, talking French fry yeah, oil. We're, we're not talking, talking a, you know, natural beef fat, for example. Right. We're talking bacon. We're talking... Uh, you know, your mega, your megas, anything that says omega, mega six in particular. So we're going to talk a lot about this, but I want to talk to you though. Let me go back. Cause I have, we have about a minute or so, I think. Yes. So going back to when I lost all my weight over yeah. a decade ago. And it was a lot, by the way, she showed me a picture of her during her fat years. Uh, honest to God. You can't recognize me. I was like, who's this? I was 90 pounds more than I am now. And I've pretty much kept every, you know, I go up about 10 pounds or so and then I address it and I bring it back down. And, and I think that's pretty normal. If I ever go up 90, y'all need to pull me aside and, and slap me silly with this episode. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, at first I did calories. Honestly, it's garbage in, garbage out. Stop the flow of garbage and count your calories. I did that for a long time. I still do it to some degree to this day because on keto, you can end up eating a little too many calories. And we'll get into keto on the other side of the break, but we just wanted to put some more detail yeah. on the fact that carbs are the devil. Yep. So, folks, we're going to talk so much more about this. Um, keto, bad carbs, how to shop and where to find resources and keep yourselves just fit enough. Don't go away. More Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. 
go to newmana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try, newmana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 All-in-One Gravity Systems are NSF ANSI 42 Component Certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One Stainless Gravity Systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it. Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher, and Glenn's with me. We're going to keep talking about carbs, keto, all the things. Small daily things you can do. So what I want to do, let's go back. How did Shelby lose all of her weight? I counted calories. I used a fitness app. My fitness pal is named the app. Count my calories every day, and I didn't eat over those calories per day. And I kept it pretty low. And if you do that, what you end up finding yourself doing is finding those foods that fill you up, but that are low calorie, like carrots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember really loving split pea soup because it would really fill you up, but it's pretty low in calories and high in fiber. Things like eating meat, I'd have to stick to pretty much chicken and fish because beef is pretty high in calories. But I did it. And I actually maintained my running by doing that. I ran a marathon doing that. I changed my diet a little bit as I was training for a marathon, but that was almost like 10 years ago. But I want you to know that you can just start doing that. Just count your calories and stop the flow of calories because it really is what you put in is going to metabolize one way or another. Go ahead. It's math. And you said count calories and I respect that. It worked for you. So, I mean, I respect it. I would note though that even having an appreciation of the rough number of calories. I mean, it's shocking when you look at, you know, that tablespoon of mayonnaise, who loves mayonnaise? Glenn Tate. When you look at the number of calories, it changes it. In a tablespoon. And one of the things I like about corporate fast food, the only thing I like about (laughs) corporate fast food 
is that a lot of places now have the calories put right. on there and it's eye-opening it's you mean shocking. that that number two combo medium size is 1100 calories That's by the how way many calories i would eat in a day yeah they say uh, on the packages you need 2000 calories a day that's just a guideline it's 1100 for shelby and probably 2500 for me just walking right. around being as a normal. guy and as a guy i'll tell you true story and this is a great example of physical activity one day I spent the entire day hauling cut wood. We downed a tree at our house when I lived in Olympia and we bucked the logs and I was picking up the logs, putting them in <laughs> probably the trunk of the Tacura, which was the tactical Acura and taking them to the cabin. So that's what I was doing for a day. I kid you not. And this is a, you got to remember inflation. So this is 10 years ago. I ended up Spending $25 at various drive-thrus because I would eat, I was so hungry. I would eat a couple hamburgers, some fries and that kind of stuff. I did that like three times. It's back 10 years ago, it was hard to spend $25 at the drive-thru. Now it's far because too easy. Because they had dollar menus then. Yeah, they had dollar <laughs> menus. So when you look at that food pyramid that we all laugh about now, yeah, and it says you used to eat 3,600 calories a day. Is that what it says? It does. Some of them, they used to at least. They may not. They Maybe not. if you're a ranch hand. Right. I was going <laughs> to. Shelby would be back to her 200 and something yeah. pounds. Seriously, if I did that. Yeah. I, it's hard to keep my weight down at 2,000. It yeah. really is. So let's go back to what you're talking about. Keto has been really awesome for me. What and is keto for keto, those who are unaware? Right. What is the keto diet? And I looked it up officially. Keto is officially a high fat, primarily good fat. Like your peanut butters, your omega threes, your good fat, high protein, medium protein, little to no carbs. So, when, so like steak, steak, bacon, chicken, peanut butter, peanut butter, all the good fats. Now, do you want to eat a whole meal of peanut butter? No, because that it's is disgusting. Well, yeah, you get. I really love peanut butter, but not that much. You got to be careful with keto. I've had to watch out for this. It can get very high calorie. And if I eat 3,600 calories on keto, forget the keto. I now have a surplus of fat in my body and my body is not going to use it. So forget about the fat, what you do get to eat. Let's talk about what you don't get to eat and why. Carbs. Carbs are all the white things, the white flour. The rice. Rice, sugar, white sugar, most sugars, honestly, maple syrup falls into this. Honey, sadly, falls into this. Does that mean you can't eat it? No, it needs you to have a very little of it. Here's why. It makes you gain weight. It makes you get fat. It throws your body. When you put it in your body, your body has an insulin reaction. It's like to a it. drug. It is. It's like it has an insulin reaction that is not good. It spikes your sugar. And that's when I say insulin reaction. So if you're diabetic, pay attention. Diabetics do really well on keto. And you have that insulin reaction. And then you are in this not a good state of... Now your body wants more sugar. Exactly. And I can attest that back in the day when I ate carbs, uh, quite a bit of them, I would eat, like I say, all those French fries from the uh, firewood cutting day. And it was amazing. I would be so hungry. I was just, exactly. I was like, I just ate like a large fries and, and I'm And that's starving. what happens is it does not satiate you either. No, it tastes great, but it doesn't satiate you. And you need to realize that. And I think that Shelby is on pretty much a keto diet. Yeah. I'm on a I'm on moderately, a yeah, mm -hmm. a medium keto diet. I do have some carbs. Yep. So let's talk about that because that's what's nice about keto too. If you're on a medium, kind of a medium carb diet, you're going to be eating 30-ish, 40-ish carbs a day. So instead of counting calories, think about counting your carbs. When I'm doing low carb, I'm at 20. So when you see all this keto, because keto is everywhere right now, it is the thing. When you go out there and you're looking at keto, like when I bought some keto-friendly cookie mix, because yeah. we were kind of jonesing for some cookies, two carbs per cookie. That's pretty good. If yeah. you're doing 20, I'm like, I can eat that. I'm How many sticks of butter were involved in that recipe? There's six tablespoons of butter. Yeah. It was very buttery too. Yeah. It was kind of good. It was like, I was going to put those cookies on toast, but I don't eat bread. Oh. <laughs> So the reason why we did keto is because of, I had discovered because I liked it. Here's the other thing about keto that matches really well with a lot of diets out there. As you all know, Glenn is gluten-free. Because I'm allergic to it. You're allergic to gluten. Keto is gluten-free because gluten is an irritant to your digestive tract. It really Especially is. Especially to mine. And, and gluten-free is 
everywhere right now because everyone's doing the keto thing. And let me give you all hope out there. It is so easy to do keto. There's so many online resources, so many YouTube channels. There's so many. You don't have to go buy anything except maybe change a few things in your pantry. I don't have regular flour. I don't have regular sugar. I've bought the substitutes, but it's really easy, especially now. When you talk to people who started doing keto 10 years ago. Oh, geez. Or gluten-free 10 years ago. It's like eating cardboard in a chemical experiment. And there's so many good all-natural substitutes. Remember when it was all the choices were Splenda and you know, aspartame and all these things that really were a chemical experiment and not really natural. There's a lot of good natural substitutes that are really yummy. Yeah. And here's an example of my moderately keto diet, because I think people really can learn when they have concrete stuff in front of them. I almost always for breakfast have four farm fresh Shelby raised chicken eggs, which are delicious. I don't think I can go back to store-bought eggs ever. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. And so there's that and there's no toast. Eggs are very keto, by the way. Yeah. And it's all protein and it's great. For lunch, I either have, there's a restaurant nearby that I like that has a chicken salad. So it's, and it's not like chicken salad with mayonnaise. It's like chicken breast and a bunch of vegetables with some salad dressing, which is okay. And then for dinner, I will have sometimes something like barbecued steak or something. And I have gluten-free bread and it's one or it's two slices of bread. They're four half slices. So it counts as two slices. And those are high carb, but think about what he just ate for the whole day. He's had yeah. very little I've carbs up to this point. Almost no carbs. Yeah. I mean, there's so, yeah. not a lot of carbs in cucumbers. So when we say that he's doing a medium keto diet, this is, yeah. yeah and so there's a couple of slices of bread. Sometimes I have no sugar added fruit cocktail was my big dessert. And that's got like 10 grams of sugar in it or something. So I wanted to give you guys an idea and variations of what I'm talking about are basically how I eat. So I wanted to give you guys an idea about what we're talking about. And you should realize from this description that it is very doable. It is a doable thing. Absolutely. So one of the next things we have on our list here, and then we, I want to go into exercise, is the grocery store and how it's your friend. Yeah. Again, go out there and find your favorite. There's podcasts. There's YouTube channels. My favorite guy, because he does walkthroughs of Costco looking for keto stuff. Walks fantastic. Fantastic. Walkthroughs of Walmart. Walmart has a lot really good choices on keto stuff. His name is Thomas DeLauer. Find him on YouTube. You spell his last name D-E-L-A-U-E-R, Thomas DeLauer. He'll do walkthroughs. Then he also does these kind of really deep dives into the science. So he gets a little nerdy on that, but it's okay. Science nerds. So when you have someone like in our family who always say, oh, I hear you're doing keto. You know that there is a study came out that it could be bad for your heart, in which I say, go over and check out Thomas DeLauer <laughs> and the 23 other points of science that he said. Anyway. So and by the way, we're not keto fanatics. Right. We're not saying that keto is the key. We just think that it is a functional and practical way to reduce the number of carbs you have, which is a great way to be in better shape Absolutely. and be happier and feel better. And let's be honest, sugar and, and carbs like that feed cancer. Again, yeah. this is why it's good for you. So customize it. Find what's good for you. I wanted to mention that the grocery store aisle is the most yes. important place for a good diet. If you don't put it in the cart or you don't order it at a restaurant, it can't hurt you. Right. And so really pay attention to what you're putting into that cart. And I, I see this all the time. You know, I mean, I've done it before. Something, you look at it and you go, geez, that sounds really good. And you put it in the cart. Once it's in the cart, it's going to be in your body. So good remember point. the importance of making good decisions in the grocery store. And also find new restaurants. This is hard for me. I love awful food. I mean, <laughs> I just, I love awful for me food. We found some restaurants and they are not shishi, but there are no shishi restaurants in Montana. No, Maybe da- Missoula and Bozeman. Yeah. But we've found restaurants that have stuff on the menu that I can eat. For example, last night. Had we do a brew pub. A brew pub and they have gluten-free hamburger buns, uh, which are delicious. So I had a hamburger with gluten-free bun. There are a few of my carbs. 
it, they have the uh, paleo bowl. Yeah, paleo bowl love. with cod. Oh my gosh, that was so good. It's cod and vegetables with an amazing sauce. So you're going to need to find some new restaurants. And here's another thing. When you're traveling in particular and you're like, geez, I need to eat well, but all they have are fast food. Every town has a supermarket. Yep. And supermarkets have a lot of food in them, a lot of food choices. You can go to a supermarket and get ready-to-eat food that is a thousand times healthier. Again, I want to direct people. We're getting no kickback. I don't think he knows we're even doing this. Thomas DeLauer, he does videos on what fast food is keto-friendly. And he'll yeah. go to the talk. And this guy's ripped. This guy does serious weights. Goes to Taco Bell, goes to Burger King, goes to... And I can tell you this. I know where to go to those places, so I'm not eating a ton... The calories in these things are crazy alone. So, and what's really cool, you guys, more and more, when we lived in Western Washington, one of our favorite restaurants was 100% gluten-free. It's rare, but it exists. And we miss it greatly. We found one here in Western Montana that's very similar. So when you find gluten-free, then half the battle, then you just need to not eat off the dessert menu and avoid the sugar, right? Exactly. So, yeah. What is another factor in fitness that uh, people don't necessarily think about often? Aging. Yeah. Does it happen to everybody? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boo-hoo. It does, yeah. So it does. And here's, because this is what we're fighting. Not only are we fighting against this diet and this lifestyle that we live as Americans, we're fighting against uh, uh Aging. aging. So how much muscle mass do you start losing when you age? Over the age of 30? Once you hit Jeez, that's 30, young. 3 to 8% per decade. Wow. So by the time, if you just stick to, let's just say 8%, by the time, if you don't do any exercise and do anything to combat it, by the time you hit 50, you're depleted 16%. In worst case, that rate... Um, goes even higher after the age of 60, goes to four point, which is one of the reasons why it's, it contributes to disability when you're an older age, because you don't have the muscle frame to hold this carcass up, right? And then your joints start going exactly. and all that. All of the science, and I mean it's science. like Real this, science, yeah, not fake stuff. I'm not looking at, at though. Anyway, a muscle loss in elderly. Oh, geez. Those of us who are over 50. Oh, are, are we elderly? Oh, I don't. According to this? I don't this? think so. But if you th- just think about it, we're losing muscle mass daily, yeah. you and I, Glenn. How to reverse that? It's the simple things. Walking. Yeah. Japanese study found that seniors who spent six months walking significantly increased their muscle mass. Was that weightlifting or CrossFit? No, no it, was it was walking. Just, which is when I see older people, people older than me, out there walking Go do it. That makes it so that, and when you're walking, you're building your muscle mass. Then you have your muscles utilizing carbs and sugars and metabolizing effectively. Training your body. The machine is working. To do what it needs to do instead of being dormant. So five ways to maintain muscle mass. I just found the list on, these are all good things. One, number one, number one thing, eat protein. Yeah. Ooh, that goes along with a little bit of keto. Keto. Huh? T- there's something else I want to talk about keto with that too. Number two, resistance training. What is that? What weights? Light weights. So swimming. What, swimming, walking. Here's the thing about weights. Do you need to go out and buy a rack of weights and join a gym and get buy a two thousand dollar Peloton? Do you need to do that, Glenn? No, you do not. Uh, Shelby has a set of ten pound and five pound weights, and she uses her iPad with YouTube and looks up all the free videos. There you go. And and you can just carry heavy stuff. I yeah. mean, get a, a $14 ammo can, fill it up with rocks and carry it around. Yeah. Get a get a get a $12 Walmart backpack and put put a gallon of water in it and walk around. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no Rocking. legitimate <laughs> excuse yeah. money-wise for this. This can all be done for virtually free. Absolutely. And the example is, and I joke about this, but it it was absolutely true. Two years ago when I was moving us to- from what I was he, out of commission. You were out of commission. We're, and we're going to talk about health hic- hiccups. I was functionally doing weights about every other day, lifting heavy, heavy. Yeah. All day long. All day long. And then two days later, unloading it, lather, rinse, repeat. I was, I re- I was shocked at how in just a few months of doing that, I was ripped. And that all went to heck because we all got COVID. Yeah. But um, it's not hard to do. Right now, let me, so let's talk about health hiccups. We know yours, but let me tell you mine. 
first of all, we moved. So any sort of exercise routine that I had was gone when we're moving. And then I did all of our weights moving. And then when we get here to Montana, we, we enter winter and we enter, we go through COVID health hiccup. I'm also having knee issues. So I started going to um, physical therapist to get my knee looked at and rehabbed. And now went through another winter. I'm now to the point where I'm done with my master's degree. I'm done with the physical therapy. We're done moving. I'm done with COVID. I am now walking, running again. Exactly. And one of the points we'd like to make about aging is give yourself some grace. Absolutely. Your body has changed. And I am exhibit A on how to go about this wrong because in my mind, I'm still 25. Uh, there's a George Strait song about that. Uh, and it's it's very, very compelling and clear. Uh, as this, Now I'm talking to guys out there. You're not 25 anymore. And there's this thing that you can't age gracefully. You cannot admit that you're older. You have to be a 25-year-old badass. You do not. Now, it's great to have as much of that spirit as possible, mm -hmm. but just understand you're dealing with biochemistry here. You are different at whatever age you're at than you were right. at 25. You were, It's plain and simple. You were different. And here's how not accepting that messes you up. If you don't accept that you're not 25 anymore, when you can't do something that you could do when you were 25, it leads you to give up. You say, oh, I'm just done for. And, or you hurt yourself. Or you hurt yourself. Or you're like some of the uh, idiots uh, at the rodeo we were at last night that decided to do a, a tug of war. Uh, a, oh, that was just drunken stupid. Yeah, that was drunken stupid. But and it was, I don't think they realized the one guy was really drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, drunk guy won. Uh, so anyway. Well, they but, were both. But... but just accept age, factor it in, get a little bit of information like Shelby was just giving you and understand that you're not 25 anymore. Well, we, we've alluded to this, but now we want to cover it directly. Go ahead, though. Well, I want to add one more thing before you go on to the other thing. The other thing that happens as we get older is we have bad, older, worn out cells. The one good thing that one really good thing that comes with keto and also throwing in some intermittent fasting with it is autophagy. Autophagy is a really big word that's thrown around a lot. It has helped you a lot recovering from cancer because I made you eat keto for a while yeah. there and you didn't. And I lost a bunch of weight a couple of years ago by putting together keto with intermittent fasting. Autophagy is the process by which a cell breaks down and destroys old damaged or abnormal proteins, cancers, mm -hmm. and other substances. How do you do that? You put your body into ketosis by um, intermittent fasting, a long period of time, 12 to 16 to 18 hours of not eating. Your body then says, I need to eat something. What do I do? Let's Let's get rid of, hey, let's get rid of this old stuff over here. And it self-cleanses itself and consumes itself. That's what your body does, sorry. And you and you get cleaned out. And it's anti-aging. It's anti-disease. And it helps you lose weight. Yeah. What, what are the downsides? Yeah. I will say this. It doesn't work well with me for one particular reason. And that is the way I'm wired, body chemistry, whatever it is, when I get hungry... He gets all, angry. All I can think about is eating. And this is not true of everyone. For example, if I were to do this fasting, that would mean a good chunk of my work day, yeah. I would be hungry. I cannot do the excellent legal analysis that I do if I'm hungry. How do I know this? Because I've tried and I failed miserably. So give yourself some right. grace. It, you it, may not be able to do intermittent fasting, but you can definitely eat keto friendly foods. Exactly. Right. As, as I do. So health hiccups is our yes. next topic. And once again, much like with aging, you need to give yourself grace to slowly come back from health hiccups. What are health hiccups? Um, injuries. Shelby mentioned her knee. She gave herself grace. She had a plan. She didn't just say, oh, my knee hurts. I'm going to live the rest of my life on a couch. No, didn't do that. I may not be doing marathons, though. I'll say that. Yeah. But I might I, be doing a half marathon. I, I think you'll resume that because of of your mental stamina. Mm -hmm. So give yourself grace. Much like aging, health hiccups are part of just getting older. And again, if you can't adapt to changes in perfect situations, 
you're not really a prepper. I mean, what we're all about is adapting mentally and physically to new stuff. And aging is a new phenomenon from for a compared to being a young person. In health hiccups, you have to adapt to them. So here's the mindset with that. If you have a health hiccup, looking at it as something, I'm going to overcome this and find a new way to do it, or you settle for it. This Okay, I have a bad knee. This is the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. I can't do anything. As opposed to, nope, let's work around it and see if we can find another way to still be active. Exactly. So I had a health hiccup, uh, a couple of them, in 2021, to put it mildly. Uh, For those new listeners, I had past tense uh, cancer in 2021. And I went on a COVID ventilator that had a 20% survival rate. Or less. Uh, you were mentioning muscle loss. I'm told, have not verified it. He couldn't that, stand up. That when you're on a ventilator, mm-hmm. it's 6% of your muscle mass per day. 8% actually. 8% per day. So he was on a ventilator for six days. That's 48%. It was eight days. Eight days. Okay. It's 50% of his muscle tone and, and muscle mass gone. And when she says, I couldn't stand up. She's not kidding. He would stand up and start swaying. I had to relearn, not relearn. I had to re-walk. I don't know what the verb is there. Well, you had to start walking so that you could, on a even on a small scale, get those muscles back. Yeah. It's insane. And and, and I have a, a friend who was in phenomenal shape who was on a ventilator for 45 days. Uh, and he he went down to like 120 pounds. He looked like prisoner of war. Oh, he like. jokes about it. He looked like he just came out of a Nazi war camp. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it was it was awful. So give yourself grace on that. But again, don't accept that. You know, I'm so glad Glenn did not accept. This is where I, I'm just going to be this debilitated for the rest of my life. No. I went back to work. 10 days after I got off a ventilator. And you got on a back on your elliptical machine too. And that's a great example of health hiccups because one of the side effects of the cancer that I had because a liberal governor would not let me have a colonoscopy because of COVID and complete political overreaction. Anyway, that's been a story that's been told before. Um, I, uh, as a side effect of the chemotherapy, have neuropathy, which is nerve damage in my feet. I cannot walk long distances without extreme discomfort. And this is very common. But what have I done? Uh, Elliptical training. We have an elliptical machine at our house, which was not inexpensive and was very heavy to move, I might add. Oh my gosh, yes it was. That's part of my fitness training, was moving that thing. And so how have I adjusted? Uh, Elliptical, it doesn't trigger the neuropathy and I worked around it. I, Mm -hmm. I had a health hiccup. I, I had a plan, I worked around it, and I've stuck with it. And one of the reasons I'm in, I'm going to say okay shape, is because of the, the elliptical training. And so that's a great example of overcoming a health hiccup. What are we going to talk about in the after show? Oh, more of this. Yes. Plus a pretty cool all lightning the, round. All the benefits of being fit. All right, folks, you know from Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.